We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy Tuesday, CMOS girlies. Emma and I are here for a cheeky Q&A. We took your questions on Geneva, took your questions on Instagram story, and got a wide, wide variety of questions. But of course, we have some silly little things to chat about. But it's a Wednesday before Easter, and Emma's going back to Omaha, so we're potting on a Wednesday eve for you girls. Yeah, we are. I love Easter. We have a lot of fun family traditions, so looking forward to being home. But when you guys listen to this, I'll already be back from being in Omaha for Easter. So you'll get the recap in the next episode, but I have no interesting food topic intro updates. I feel like that's all we talk about in the introduction. So I'll let Kate kick it off with birthday flavored water. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you have any fun like Easter recipes that you guys eat? Well, we have a new tradition where we have lamb chops for dinner so we're gonna do that we'll do lemon greek potatoes and then greek salad i think we're gonna do key lime pie homemade which is very random but my brother who is super into cooking is going to do homemade english muffins we're gonna do eggs benedict so that'll be delicious yeah i'm gonna be eating really well when i'm home which i'm very excited about because i'm at that point where i'm like leaving in two days so my fridge is really bare and i'm just eating really sad meals because i don't really want to purchase groceries right now yeah um so the meals are sad but it'll i'll make up for it in omaha it'll be an up that's exciting um i have no i'm my parents were both catholic i'm not really we don't really celebrate religious holidays these days um so i don't have any easter things I will be doing but um to get into my quirky intro topic since the last time we potted which was three days ago (laughs) a lot of things have happened in my tiktok for you page so the first thing is the cottage cheese ice cream so the girlies we talked about that last episode I've seen it all over tiktok and I got home from a run yesterday night which I normally don't do and I keep eating this fucking cereal which is not a bad thing it just it's I got like pr from three wishes they make like 
different kind of nostalgic, like higher protein, like less sugar cereal things. You can just get them at Whole Foods, whatever. They sent me six boxes and I was like, okay. So like cereal has been a daily food for me for the past like two months and not two months. That's aggressive, like month, I suppose. And they have one that's like a berry flavor. And I was like, ew, this is going to be disgusting. And then I was like, wait, no, this is like a Fruit Loop stoop. Like what the hell but you know when you're eating like a mono meal like one thing and it just it doesn't like hit the spot because there's nothing else so mm-hmm. i just started eating the cereal yesterday and then i was like fuck it i have the cottage cheese let's just like do the cottage cheese thing now and i watched someone's tiktok and they were like don't freeze the cottage cheese for like more than two hours because then it just gets icy so i was like okay knowing myself i have no patience like i'll make it and then freeze it while i'm in an epsom salt bath for like 40 minutes and like check in on it so i was also high on my run so i get back and i'm eating my cereal like in my little stoner snack and then i start making the cottage cheese thing i forgot how salty cottage cheese is so here's my overall review on it i did half the thing of cottage cheese i did i chopped up some medjool dates I did cinnamon, maca powder, vanilla extract, and then almond butter in it and added some cacao nibs at the end to make like a little Snickers type of ice cream thing. But as soon as I was taste testing it from my magic bullet, one, I was like, this is really salty. And then two, I was like, why the fuck did I blend cottage cheese? Like, why didn't I just use yogurt, like Greek yogurt or something like that? Because cottage cheese, I feel like the whole point of it is like the texture. And so I was confused with myself like in that moment where I was like, why did I just blend this thing that is supposed to be i feel like it's, I've, blended, I've blended cottage cheese before and it turns into almost a cheesecake consistency if you get the ratio of the liquids down right yeah i mean i i think i was just more like baffled i didn't know what it was gonna be like at the end but then i was like wait it's just it's just like che- cheesiness like it, it has like a salty taste i don't know yeah. so i put it in the freezer i just fell asleep before thinking remembering that i had it after i like took a shower and everything and then this morning i like let it thaw for a little bit because it wasn't overnight so i just like moved it to the fridge and like tasted it and like it's fine I'm not even gonna say it's like exceptional it was just like a thing where I, if I was like okay this is like a, almost a sad raw vegan dessert because I saw someone in Geneva say you could use like tofu if you want to make like a vegan cottage cheese thing which back in the days Emma and I would take tofu and like blend it up in like yeah. a sweet way so I don't know if I was like just didn't make a good combo because I've seen some people make like a raspberry cheesecake one or like a banana kind of cottage cheese ice cream thing. But for my me, my review was like it was mid, I have to say. I mean, I think cottage cheese ice cream is going to be mid regardless. Yeah. I think I think you probably messed up on adding extra salt. I think that yeah. is probably well, where no, you I went actually on. I rewatched my video and I didn't add salt. Like I just didn't in the process of it, but Got it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it just because I'd rather eat my cottage cheese normal. Yeah. I also like, have been enjoying cottage cheese in more of a savory way. I just have not had much of a sweet tooth lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like Greek yogurt would probably be your safe bet. Yeah, like I just think I realized like, oh yeah, you can make ice cream without an ice cream maker if you do like yogurt and you just kind of freeze it. You know what I did see and what I might try out? This doesn't use yogurt or cottage cheese, so I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but this random girl on TikTok, she smashed up fresh raspberries and then she kind of put them into little clumps and then she froze them. So then it became like a frozen like raspberry disc. And then she melted dark chocolate, coated them in dark chocolate and then put it back in the freezer. And they were like these like basically frozen raspberry fruit bites. Yeah. Fruit bites. And I was like, oh, I 
could do that that feels more my speed yeah or like i've seen uh, like the past the puss pat what's his name octopus lover guy uh, why did i say past that puss? that's not his thing octopus lover eight jake on tiktok he's obsessed with this one snack called like true fruit and it's fr- oh, yeah. it's like frozen banana slices so yeah like, give me that it gives me that vibe more but yeah cottage cheese i'm just gonna be eating i've also been eating it savory with mary's crackers which has been a vibe so that's the cottage cheese update my next thing is that there's now birthday flavored water on tiktok and i only have gotten one of these videos but apparently it's a whole side of tiktok that you can be on i tried to not engage the video so then my whole for you page doesn't turn into this but there's like stanley cup girlies that are drinking their water and then they start making these recipe videos of like hey guys today we're gonna make birthday cake water and so i got that i'm like what So they put their ice, of course, they have specialty ice, too, like because they're so into their like specific water drinks, put ice into a cup and then added water and then added like your skinny sugar free syrups to the water. And then they're like, all right, 34 ounces of water with my birthday cake. Like the one video I got was like, oh my God, they've been out of stock of birthday cake water. So I had to mix this syrup and this syrup and this syrup to get the perfect tasting. Like that one is a little bit more crafty. It wasn't just like take a product and put it in water, but it really got me thinking. I was like, you know, I'm not a hater. I love a beverage. I love, love, love a beverage. But this, I was like, it's, it's kind of not water. It's kind of like diet soda, but then what what's the point of this like it just tastes well and i get it's hard to drink water sometimes and like want to drink water but that was a little bit dystopian and dark for me to see just like birthday cake water on the that time sounds line. abysmal i don't yeah. think i would enjoy that at yeah. all well it's like trust me i know that drinking water is like annoying and stuff it's funny because a lot of the comments were like bro just drink water and like yeah i also sympathize with the fact that water's not that fun but adding sugar adding like alter like because it's not sugar it's artificial sweeteners to my water just sounds goofy goofy so i will not be attempting that almost like that i feel like that kind of defeats the whole purpose of water at that point i'm like just be dehydrated (laughs) yeah i'm like just be dehydrated and don't drink anything um and then i've been seeing that starbucks now has something to add olive oil to your coffee and I don't know why. After Pilates today when I was stoned, I was like, wait, is this a collaboration with the Brandy Melville olive oil? <laughs> it's definitely not. But I thought that was like a collab for a second. I was like, Starbucks and Brandy collabed. But no, it's a thing. Starbucks just has like a drink where you can add olive oil to it. And I saw someone on TikTok yesterday being like, hey, they used Graza olive oil. And they're like, I'm going to actually make like coffee with olive oil because like Starbucks uses shitty beans and they use probably a shitty quality olive oil. So like, here's how to make it at home instead. And there was the whole MCT oil thing. And like that was linked to like, you know, some studies that Dave Asprey had about like brain cognition with it and like how the triglycerides affect your brain power. But I don't think there's anything with olive oil in coffee. It's just like a fat source. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it might help with some people if they experience coffee jitters because there's like a fat yeah. help with slowing the absorption of the caffeine. I mean, it probably has similar effects as MCT oil, just not any of the brain cognition superpowers I'm, I'm thinking the taste of that i'm like don't know if that'd be good yeah um, i olive oil is just very expensive that i wouldn't be right. willing to put it in my coffee yeah and i know that people put olive oil like in baked goods like i've done that with banana bread and they make olive oil cakes and also um what was the other thing i was gonna say oh, olive oil on ice cream which i see on tiktok every now and then mm-hmm. but yeah the coffee one was a little bit strange for me so let me know if you've tried um the birthday cake water or if you found a cottage cheese ice cream that's good or if you put olive oil in your coffee because maybe we need to get into those things who knows
Yeah, I'm sure out of the many listeners that we have, sometimes I forget people listen to this podcast. Me too. <laughs> but I'm I'm from the many listeners that I'm assuming that we have, I'm sure someone has tried one of these three. Yeah. Um, let us know if we're missing out on life. But yeah, we'll get into your questions. We have like wellness questions, personal questions, food. Um, it was interesting because it obviously shows that some of y'all are newer CMOS girlies and some of you are old CMOS girlies which I'm not saying is good or bad it's just very interesting I'm like oh my god some people found out about the meme page like yesterday and then some people have been following for like two years like that's crazy to me that we have such a variety of like people that are here so yeah, yeah. I'm excited we haven't done a Q&A in a while definitely switching up the chatty Kathy episodes we've done some other Q&A episodes so if we maybe miss you know, your question so miss, miss a question or we kind of stay short on some questions that were overlapped from previous episodes definitely go back to those because we go into more nitty-gritty detail about college and our upbringings and all that goofy stuff yeah go back in the archives for some more funky episodes but i'll call you back and we'll get into it cool we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. We got a wide swath of questions and we got 40 minutes on the clock and here's what we're doing. So I'm nervous. 
we didn't look at these before we didn't like come up with answers um and we didn't even know which ones we were going to pick so we have a long list here and we'll just choose random ones until we run out of time so first one i have that i want to answer was weirdest wellness wellness habit um i don't know if you have anyone that like first comes to mind i feel like this is like hot seat where you have to like think right away which weird habits you have i mean i guess for me the weirdest new habit and it's not even that weird is my little electrolyte morning cocktail yeah which is just like coconut water sea salt and either apple cider vinegar or lemon okay i combine all that and sip on that sometimes i add l-glutamine but i don't really think i have any weird wellness habits i probably did back in the day but i think i've mellowed out since then yeah i think for me like honestly this is a really fucking strange one is that like i have these like normatech recovery boots by hyperize that are pretty expensive and i oftentimes catch myself falling asleep in them so if you don't know them they're like compression boots like a lot of like endurance like specifically runners get them just because you're on your legs and it, it speeds up recovery time um basically if you put them on the next day you'll wake up and feel like you kind of have a fresh pair of legs but i put them on like multiple times throughout the day because i'm like okay i have these these are 800 i'm gonna get my fucking use out of them and i've used them like every single day f- ever since I got them so yeah I think I just catch myself like falling asleep like someone was coming over to my house and they texted me they're like here and I was like fuck I'm like asleep in my boots give me a second so that's kind of a strange one that I had but if we're thinking like food or anything like that um I don't know. I mean, probably how I make like salads is like fucked up. Like I, I will just throw everything into a bowl. Like there's literally like, it doesn't look good. There's too many liquids. Like it's fucked up. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, nothing I do right now, I would consider crazy. I feel like I haven't had time to explore the weird habits that I'd be seeing on TikTok. Okay. Next question, which I think is kind of fun is what is our beverage consumption throughout the day? Like what, like basically Mm. what I eat in a day, but just with beverages i love that question okay i'll start and do mine quickly so i wake up and i've been trying to drink water before i drink coffee so i will have an element electrolyte thing i have this massive water bottle that's like one of those it's not actually a corny motivational water bottle thing but it's massive in size so it makes me feel like i have one of those but i drink like 32 ounces of liquid and i'll kind of do that as i'm like waking up like journaling like maybe going on a walk um if i'm working out in the morning this is kind of a whole different story but let's say i'm not working on the morning then i will go for my coffee i've been adding the nut pod creamers um to my coffee and then like a little bit of almond milk and then adding trace minerals and sea salt to that then i'll drink my athletic greens and have more water that's kind of like my beverage rotation beverages and then i'll probably have my second coffee around noon which is like the same shit probably drink another liter shit of water and then afternoon is like the tricky area because i'll do a multiple things like if i have a late night workout or some shit like that i will go for a third coffee i convince myself that i'm six feet tall i like have you know i'm fine because i can i have a high tolerance for shit so i'm like it's fine if i have a third coffee like i'm in that camp so sometimes it's a third coffee at 2 p.m. If I don't really have to do anything and I'm already like feeling like I want to go to bed at 2 p.m., I'll have something that's non-caffeinated. So I'll have like dandy blend with ice and like a little bit of milk to kind of make it seem like coffee. Or I'll have moon juice's ting, which I really like that I have in rotation. Um, a third thing would be like a kombucha at that point. And then probably some more water at that point. And then when I'm cooking dinner, I will have an Olipop likely. I'm really on my Olipop train or like a recess or like anything in that vein where it's either like a probiotic beverage or a beverage with like cbd in it and then it's like 7 p.m right now i'll probably drink like another 32 ounces of water over the 
course of like three hours because I'm trying not to drink a shit ton of liquid before bed. And then if I have like a magnesium powder, I'll make that before bed. Like I was into a magnesium kind of cocktail thing with that for a while, but I don't have any powdered magnesium on me. So that could be the nighttime bev as well with like tart cherry. But that's pretty much like my bed. Oh, and bone broth. Forgot that. Bone broth, but not in a fucked up Gwyneth Paltrow type of way. Bone broth in like a, this is not a meal. This is a fucking drink. So yeah, I would say that's like my daily beverage thing, but I'm curious for yours. Okay. Yeah. So I start my morning off with my little electrolyte beverage or I'll just do plain lemon water. Or if I have like electrolyte powder in my pantry, I'll do that. Then I have my cup of coffee. I'll then sip on like another glass of water after I'm done working out and back home doing my thing. I'll drink athletic greens and then I'll drink a glass of kefir. Um, And then I just kind of drink water throughout the day. I'll maybe have like a second coffee with breakfast. I've been sort of off all the silly little beverages lately. I don't know. Just nothing's been really tickling my fancy. (laughs) Um, I'll drink a bone broth if I remember to have or purchase it from the grocery store as like a midday beverage like kate said not in a weird one culture way i'll sometimes drink like a midday dandy blend if i want something warm and comforting i've been really good with not drinking caffeine after 2 p.m so when i want something similar to that i'll drink dandy blend or i'll have a cup of tea but now that it's warm out not so much anymore i probably chug at least one girl and steiner mineral mm. water a day so i'll have that then for after dinner i drink a glass of tart cherry juice, which is two tablespoons of that, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, and then a scoop of L-glutamine. And then I'll drink a cup of dandy blend. And then I'll have magnesium if I have magnesium powder, but I only have pills right now. So yeah, lots of water. I think for me, when it comes to like water consumption, I just like try not to even think about it. And I'll just like drink and chug and move on with life. But I will say, Adding mineral water into your water rotation is a really good way to get you to drink water because it is water, but it tastes better than regular water. So that's my little hacky hack for you people if you struggle with consuming your H2O. Emma is not being paid by big mineral water, everyone. <laughs> we trust she's not I being should paid. Be. I should be, though. I know. The amount you talk about, you should be at this point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that... I'm, I really was thinking, like, how psychotic we probably sound with that. But, like, maybe we're normal. I don't know what baseline... We have, really spe- we have very specific beverage routines. Like, yeah. I kind of drink mine also on, like, a time a schedule. Yes, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a bit of a schedule to it like not so much like i have to drink this at 2 p.m but it's like, okay i drink this beverage first and then i'll drink no, this me one too. after that yeah yep. no there's a cadence for me and it's like i'll go on a walk okay coming back in drinking like i went to pt and i didn't want to fucking carry a water bottle with me like what so as soon as i got back i was like okay i was thinking about what beverages i was gonna make when i was walking home today like yep mine are even different every single day like i have specific things based on when i'm working out and like what i'm doing yeah. but that's too specific. Um, okay, next one that I think is funny. Favorite Huberman Lab episode because I feel like everyone probably listens. I think the one, because I always joke like podcasts, sometimes you play them and you don't retain anything. And I think sometimes if I'm listening to like Huberman and it's like a four hour pod, like I'm definitely digesting stuff. Is it all being digested? That no. is probably not happening if we're going to be honest. And if you're someone that can digest all of that, 
good for you, but let's let's be real here. We're probably not digesting everything. So for me, it's definitely the one about alcohol. I've always kind of had the feeling that alcohol is bad for you and like it's there's not many benefits of it. And I think my reasons for alcohol not drinking alcohol were never like rooted in some sort of like science. I wouldn't be like at a party and be like, did you know it actually destroys your brain if you drink alcohol? Like I never came from that angle with it. I just never got into it because in high school I was like so freaked out about like I'm playing college volleyball. I like want to go to all these like good schools. I don't want to drink even though like my parents were not hard on me, whatever. I just never got into it. And then when I moved to college, I was just like, okay, I don't really want to do this because I'm like going out in New York City. You're walking around as a young woman in a place you like still don't fucking know. If I was drunk, that just sounds like really scary. So I just didn't get into drinking at the right time. And then I think the only time I tried drinking was like on first dates with guys. And every single time I would drink, I'd wake up the next day and feel like shit. Even if I had like three sips of alcohol, my whole day would be off I would be in like a brain fog and so I was like okay this is not something that's bringing any positive benefit for me and so then I think when I heard the Huberman lab and everything he said about alcohol I was like oh this is insane that we don't treat alcohol as like something that's bad in United States like drinking culture in the U.S. is insane particularly on college campuses and yeah I think it just solidified me to have like more scientific real reasons on why I don't want to drink alcohol and I think drinking is like kind of hard because you shouldn't have to like have this whole monologue to tell people why you don't drink but it is kind of nice to have something if people like don't get your just like first kind of round of being like hey I don't drink. Yeah, I feel like that's probably one of his more popular ones. Um, I enjoyed the one with Dr. Sarah Gottfried that was all about like female hormones. I think I learned a lot about that. And then the recent six-part series with Dr. Andy Galpin about oh, yeah. like, exercise and athletic performance. I definitely think I learned a lot. And there's a lot of stuff that I have been slowly implementing into my personal like exercise routine and just kind of like nutrition as well, because so much of that is closely tied to exercise and performance. And obviously, you know, I think their angle probably comes more towards true, true athletes, but I think a lot of it is applicable to just the everyday person and just kind of thinking about how I want to improve my exercise or fitness routine, you know, down the down the line. There's a lot of stuff that I found very insightful. Yeah, I think bouncing off that point, which is kind of another question that people asked is like, have our views on health and wellness changed and coming out of veganism? Like, I think Emma and I are people that are not militant about what we do. I think in the moment, like you and I could be like, I take trace minerals because I like them and this, and we can kind of defend what we're doing in the moment. But I think her and I are both very fluid to change. Like if better science comes out tomorrow, that's like, actually this one thing you're doing is this, and there's all this research, I totally could flip script and jump and do something else tomorrow. And I think that's kind of an honest take on wellness. Like you shouldn't be so militant about whatever it is. And I think veganism for a long time, I felt like I was going to be vegan forever. Like it really was strange. It's strange to me that I'm now like making bone broth and eating fish every single day because at the time I was so in it um and so I think my views about health and wellness have changed since veganism one realizing that even if like you can make the argument that like everyone could be vegan like we have rice beans and like all the optimal protein things and we could feed you know the entire population with it I think realizing that maybe not everyone has the time to do all of that or shop that way the money even if you make the argument that it's like 
it's cheap to be vegan because I totally get those videos where it's like being vegan on $10 a week or something. Um, just realizing that even if everyone could, that doesn't mean how everyone should nor everyone should want to. Some people maybe just want to eat like soup all day. I don't know. And I don't think that there's one way to be super healthy. And you hear people on podcasts say like, yeah, when I was a meat eater, it didn't work out for me. And I've been plant-based for 20 years. And then you hear the next person say, I am paleo and it works for me. So I think just respecting that it's not like an attack on you if someone does something different and really like stepping back, realizing that like, yeah, all of our biology and chemistry is so different. And like, you don't have a control on that too. Yeah, I agree. I think bouncing off of that too like Kate said, we're definitely pretty open-minded when it comes to all things health and wellness. And I think you should allow yourself to explore or change your personal health or diet routines because you're an evolving person and what might have worked for you back in the day may not necessarily be most beneficial for you in the current moment. And so I think like you should be okay with experimenting and figuring out what actually like works best for you on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, I think coming out of veganism now, I'm also way more kind of accepting of like everyone else's personal beliefs when it comes to like health and wellness. It's super personal. Everyone's coming from different backgrounds, um, different limitations, and you can't really force anyone into what you're doing. And yeah, that's kind of my perspective on health and wellness in terms of like veganism. Um, Let's see here. Tips on getting back into exercise after a long break. Well, I got you. Um, I took about eight weeks off exercising. And the first time I did something, I felt so lethargic, like Bambi on ice. And I don't want to make this seem like I'm fear mongering because you're not going to like lose all of your fitness, but you definitely are going to be a little bit worse if you haven't, you know, worked out in a little bit, or it's going to be a little bit harder for you to do the exercises. But I think the reverse of that to like paint the glass is half full type of thing you have so much more opportunity to see yourself getting stronger again. I think when you're at like a, like when you're healthy, you take advantage of it and you don't even remember what it's like to be ill. And I think when you're strong and when you're in good shape, you kind of take for granted that like, oh my God, my body's feeling good right now. And so when you're able to make any sort of like physical improvement with working out, once you are back at the gym again or back running or whatever your movement is, you feel really appreciative of it. Like I went on a two mile run the first time I kind of lumped that all together from my injury And I felt like the coolest part, I was like, oh my God, I'm over the moon. This was so exciting. This was the best. And I think previously, like my PT said this to me, he's like, I bet like five months ago, if you would have gone on a five mile run, you would have just like gone on with your day, not really appreciated what your body could do and just like gone on with it. So I think that's kind of the mental side of like, don't beat yourself up if you are a little bit worse, like take that as a challenge, take that as exciting. And then I think the second thing is like really ease into it. If you're someone that's like a runner, I've talked about this before, but don't increase your distance more than like 10% a week. And so my first week running back, I ran like three miles and slowly and slowly now I'm up to like more mileage. So don't be too hard on yourself because then you kind of might like fuck yourself up and then discourage yourself if you try to go way too back, like way harder back into it so those would be like my two pieces of advice I think yeah I also feel that I definitely agree with easing back into it but I think if you like maybe fell off of exercise for reasons that weren't related to an injury I think the more and more you kind of like put it off and tell yourself okay I'll do this tomorrow or do this tomorrow it becomes so much more of like a daunting task and it definitely sticks out on your calendar way more than like if daily movement is just part of your regular routine And so I think it's, like, one of those things where, yeah, it's going to fucking suck when you get right back into it because your body hasn't been used to, like, you know, getting its heart rate up or, like, lifting super heavy. And 
it will get easier over time and it won't become this like something that like stands out and part of your day is just like a regular part of your regular routine. Um, so it's one of those things where I just say, rip off the bandaid, just go for it. Do five minutes of exercise, ease into it. And then it'll slowly become like a regular daily habit. I think a lot of people think that like when they jump into exercise, they have to really run 10 miles right away or like do a PR. And it's like, no, you can take it easy and get your body accustomed to working out again. Yeah, for sure. Um, next one that's in our random category is current. Well, these ones kind of go together. I'll say current favorite piece of clothing in our closet and then tips for personal style, especially when you're not feeling confident in your body. So for me, my favorite outfit or my favorite thing in my closet is these pair of shoes called Hoparas by Hoka. They look like a keen. They look like a croc. They look like a dad shoe. Um, I've kind of owned them to be like my shoe um, as someone who like does work with Hoka, whatever. Obviously, they make like running shoes, but this is kind of like a weird quirky shoe. And I don't know anyone else that like is a Hoka ambassador that like rocks this shoe. So I'm kind of adopting it as my thing. And they're fun to like wear to Pilates. They're nice to wear with like a skirt and it's getting warmer in here in New York. So those have been my current fixation. And then tips on personal style and body image. One for body image, like I think I struggled with that during my injury because obviously my mental was like, okay, you are getting a thousand steps a day. You're sitting in bed. You used to run like 10 miles a day. Like that was a mind fuck, obviously. Um, but then really realizing like one, your body can't change that quickly. And like when you're injured, you need to be eating and doing all your normal shit. But I just wasn't focused on like looking in the mirror a ton, which might not be the best piece of advice. I don't know. But I think you can get in those spirals where you're like looking at ev- looking at yourself in every reflection, looking at the mirror. And I just would kind of like dissociate and like forget I had a body, you know, like just forget that you have an image that you think you have to upkeep. Um, and I think once you realize that you can, I had this thought today and I was going to make it into a TikTok, like once you, I think for me, like once you get out of eating disorder recovery, you gain some weight, you kind of have your new body, like your adult body that is not fucked up. Your hormones work, you get your period every single month, you're not cold, you're not going through this like fucked up thing. You can be there and you can eat normal stuff and not have to worry about like everything you put in your body and every step you take, like being so calculated to like achieve some body that's really hard to hold on to. I think we've all been there where like maybe you're like five pounds lighter than you were now or something, but you had to really focus on everything to maintain that body and kind of like the body that I'm in now. I don't have to try that hard and I'm going to stay the same. Yeah, I'm like heavier than I probably was. That's okay. But I don't have to worry about everything that fucking touches my mouth again. And like not having that mental stress has just like taken off the sort of wall of like being focused on my body at all. So I think that's one thing with body image is like just try to get your mind focused on other things versus your body image. Like you should live a life that's much more full than just focusing on like what the fuck you look like. And then in terms of personal style, like I do like Pinterest a lot. I like don't really scroll on TikTok for fashion inspiration, but I think growing up, it was always like a Pinterest and a Tumblr. And then I think don't feel like you have to go buy a bodycon dress because you feel like you have to have one. I think for a while I was like, oh, I need to have like a going out dress and I need to have a tight pair of jeans that I can wear to this thing. Wear what you want to wear. Like sometimes I've worn like fucking pants that look like sweatpants like going out to the club because that's what I like to wear so once you find like a like a staple like for me it's skorts I really love wearing skorts I'm never gonna go buy jean shorts because I know that I don't want to put those on my body so I think getting out of like categories of like items you think you need to have like I will never put like a weird certain body con dresses on my body because I don't want to wear that um I think that's helped with personal style of like actually knowing what you like versus you what you feel pressured to just like put on yeah, for my current favorite 
things in my closet. I recently got a pair of Silver Lake denim jeans when I was down in Florida. And it's definitely a denim brand that I am very interested in. I, For people who don't know, I'm a fashion buyer and I specialize in denim for the most part. And anyway, these pair of jeans that I have, been wearing them like every day. And then my ballet flats and then my trench coat, which... I think it's really, really classic and I just wear truly to death. It's like from Uniqlo and it's truly the perfect trench. Um, in terms of, yeah, body image and clothing and personal style, I think if you are having bad body image days, like don't force an uncomfortable outfit onto you. Just honestly wear something that's comfortable. And if that's truly just wearing leggings and a sweatshirt, then so be it. Or if it's just jeans and a t-shirt, I just don't think you should try to, you know, put on some super like revealing thing if that, if you know that's not going to make you feel good. And also, too, you know, our bodies are changing throughout our lives as we grow and get older and hormones and all that. And you should just honestly get rid of the clothes that, like, no longer fit you and you know will no longer fit you. Like, I have so many pairs of vintage jeans that, like, I used to have when I was, you know, much lighter than I am now. And I got rid of them because I was like, Emma, these are triggering you. They aren't making you feel good about yourself. Like, just go get rid of this and then treat yourself to a pair of jeans that actually fit you. And my life has changed so much better. And also, it's like no one knows what size you wear. I know. Yeah, like no one cares. No one's going to check your tag. And I think imagine that because I had that thought too. Like I ordered like a size up and I was like, who the fuck is going to like look at this like ever? It's just me. And also it's just like, it's truly, it will change your life when you find a pair of pants or top, whatever it may be that like actually fits you and actually, you know, complements your body. Right. Um, And then for personal style, trends are so fast moving at this point in our lives that I don't think you should feel pressure into jumping onto trends because Probably by the time you get the garment, it's going to be out of trend or out of fashion. And I think most people typically go to fast fashion retailers to get those pieces. Rather, I think you should just, again, focus more on true personal style and like really ask yourself like, okay, what are the pieces that I wear the most in my closet? Like, who are my inspirations? And like, what do I want to just feel when I wear anything? Like, I know for me, I have a very like classic and simple style so for me it's a lot of just striped shirts and like white tees and jeans and ballet flats and a trench coat and a blazer and then just like honestly just purchasing those specific categories because you know you're going to get the most use out of them um and I think if you want to experiment with like personal style and like testing out stuff like definitely get stuff off of depop first or go thrifting to kind of experiment because you it's less of a risk on your wallet. You're spending less money. It's secondhand. So you're not like promoting, you know, additional production or consumption. Um, and yeah, personal style is always evolving. Like I'm sure mine will probably change in a few months, but that is what's fun about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, favorite new hobbies. Ooh. Got one. Are you still Talk- on your are you still on your bone broth thing? Um not really i've i like made a bunch of it like i made like 64 ounces of it and then i kind of took a break it's not hard to do um i think i just forgot so that's a thing i mean honestly like youtube is like it's like a hobby for me like technically all social media is like a job for me but that feels like a true hobby of like doing the editing and filming and stuff um, I think I've been noticing parts of New York more like by nature of even though I have a phone like an iPhone that I could take photos with at any moment I'm like oh my god look at these tulips so like oh my god I didn't even realize this building has like weird windows hobbies though I mean I've been playing guitar all the time and like singing at night before bed it, like helps me just like fall the fuck asleep smoking weed's a new hobby um I'm trying to think of other shit do you have any 
I mean, obviously, swimming's the newest addition to my mm-hmm. life, but I don't really know if I would consider that a hobby. I've been making the coconut yogurt still here and there. I would nice. say most recent though is I'm getting back into collecting vinyl and records. Mm. I did that a lot in high school and then I just didn't have space for all of them back in New York, but my friend and I talk a lot about music and everything and they're always sharing their like most recent purchases when it comes to records and vinyl and I'm like, "Damn, I want a sick axe collection when I'm older and I want to like play really cool records for my kids and like really influence them musically. So that is my current fixation. I bought a few records over the weekend and I've been like on discogs and all of that, just kind of stocking, stocking albums that I would love to purchase. So that's kind of my new, my new hobby. It's going to end up being an expensive one, but it's very fulfilling. So, so be it. That's funny. Um, this one is well i can do these two together what did we study in college and then do we feel like wellness habits isolate us from other people um well my hot take on college that i've had recently which is like very hot of a take is that i think college degrees are going to be worthless in 15 years um i think i know of more people that went to ivy league schools that are full-time nannies than anything um definitely there's a lot of people that still work in corporate america and do the full nine to five But I think there's this really broke the COVID pandemic really showed how broken the college system is into like a guarantee. And I think I've seen a lot of TikToks from younger like Gen Z people saying like, hey, I did everything right. Like I think growing up it was like go to college so you can like live a life and have a job one day and have a family one day. And that's kind of not the case just based on like median income and cost of living in the United States. So I don't know when college is going to end or if it will, whatever. But I do feel like there is this like point where if I was going to college right now, I don't actually know, like knowing what I know now about the college system, I don't know if I would try to go to like NYU, which is like an expensive school where I went because of like everything. I mean, I went and I got a fucking pre-law politics degree at the most expensive private university in the school to be a fucking TikToker. And I get like I'm in a very rare case and not everyone did that. But there's so many ways to like have jobs that are not tied to like a prestige name unlike what it used to be 20 years ago. Like if you went to Harvard 20 years ago, you were kind of set into a certain standard of living after. Um, So yeah, that's all to say I went to a school where you make your own major. I went in and I thought I was going to do fashion, sustainability, ended up doing like politics, pre-law and environmental stuff. I thought I was going to go to law school for environmental litigation. I could go back, but I don't really know if I want to do law school. We'll see. Um, So yeah, that that was my college thing. Yeah, I studied fashion business and then with a specialization in buying and planning, which is what I currently do. But it is interesting because I don't think what your major is in college really matters that much. It's definitely more what your internship and experiences are. Half the people that I've worked with in the fashion industry did not go to school for fashion at all. It was more, it was kind of a passion of theirs and they got like an internship or they worked some sort of retail job in college. And then that's kind of how they found their way into the fashion industry. And then I also got a minor in ethics and sustainability. So I feel like it's kind of rare that I ended up actually working in the field that I went to school for. Cause I think so many people, you know, also too, you're making this decision when you're 18, right? Like your right. hobbies and interests change so much. And I was having a conversation with this, um, with a person the other day when I was shopping at a store and I was telling her that like, yeah, you know, like I really loved fashion back when I was younger and in high school. And it's still something that I'm interested in now, but it's like not something that I actually think I want to pursue full time now because I have so many other like interests that I want to pursue kind of more in like the health and wellness space. And so I think it's important to not 
box yourself up and be like, okay, this is what I studied. So this means this is like what I have to do as a career for the rest of my life. Like you should definitely allow yourself the opportunity to explore different career paths. And that's something that I've kind of been thinking about recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, like think- Kate said, college degrees are probably meaningless. Well, I think more, maybe a college degree is not meaningless, but I think there's this death of the career. I think that our parents used to have like, first you do this and then you move up and you become assistant manager and then you do this. And I've seen people make TikToks like, I actually don't want to. Like, if I'm fine right now, I don't want to be like CEO of a company one day. And like, not to say that's everyone, because I think there's, you know, you should want, you should want whatever you want. But I also agree, like you look around at like quality of living in the United States, kind of social safety nets, climate change, everything going on. And you're like, okay, why do I want to bust my ass to be like assistant manager one day when I can just like chill where I am? Like, obviously, if you get paid more than like move up the ladder. But I think people are realizing that like the corporate ladder is not necessarily like the key to happiness as much as it was like a kind of a statement growing up. And so I think college degrees are worth like worth something. You learn stuff. I think the whole part of learning in college, like at that at that level of like when you're 18 is really important for like brain development and like making you think about stuff in the world but yeah I think that's like to say that I think so many people I know one week they work in fashion and then the next time I talk to them they're a yoga instructor and then the next time I talk to them they're like climbing mountains and then they're a hospitality and then they do PR so I think that's the biggest like reflection that I've had is that you can have multiple jobs just like in the world yeah and I also think too you shouldn't feel limited with just only having your nine to five job like I think you should definitely pursue other hobbies and interests because that will make you feel so much more fulfilled as a person corporate jobs no matter where you work or what the field is it is still soul sucking at the end of the day and I just think a lot of people that I know do not um have exciting lives or I can tell that they're like not actually happy or fulfilled because all they do is they're nine to five and then they have no other hobbies or interests. Then they just turn to drinking and that's the extent of their lives. Yep, exactly. Um, That's every man you will date that is in his twenties in New York city. They work so much and then they just drink and then they do the whole cycle again. And I've like, that's not even like me generalizing. That's like literally what they say. They're like, yeah, I just like don't have time. And then I'm just waiting for the weekend so I can get blackout drunk. So it sucks out here. Um, yeah, let me think. We have so many random questions here. So we, we only have, have eight minutes. What'd you say? I said we only have eight minutes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Favorite podcast, favorite tunes. That one's not that interesting. Do you have any favorite tunes of recently? Um, I do. I also have I have a little playlist that I am now going to just make my master list of like all my favorite songs. It's called Emma's Smorgasbord of Sounds. So definitely check that out. You might hate it. You might love it. Um, My new favorite artist right now, this girl named Jeanette, there's really nothing known about her, but she's like an 80s synth pop new wave artist. She is very similar to like Kate Bush or like the Mortal Coil. So I definitely recommend checking that out. It's it feels like her music deserves to be in a coming of age film that's what they're called and then salon music which is this goofy japanese new wave band from the 80s that i've been enjoying their stuff isn't super commercial so if you don't have a an ear like mine you might find it challenging to listen to but i enjoy it so yeah for me podcasts um i haven't really been on the podcast beat i mean like there's the rotation of health podcasts that i listen to Um, As I said before, I want to get more into like comedy podcasts or kind of those podcasts that are super informative where it's like stuff, you know, um, or like 
things you didn't know or like weird stuff like that but i actually don't have many podcasts i do i did start listening to rich roll rick roll whatever the fuck i think it's a very famous podcast people already listen to it but he does like long form interviews with people and that's how i like learned about like the wim hof guy and other kind of like characters more or less um i feel like that's all the questions we got hold on yeah, oh my god i have not listened to podcasts in probably a week <laughs> like no oh. health podcast i I don't know. I've just been only wanting to listen to music. And now that I'm in the office three times a week, it's really hard for me to focus with work and then also do a, listen to a podcast at the same time. And I don't have time to like listen to podcasts while I make breakfast anymore because swimming and all that and whatnot. Um, so I have a lot of podcasts that I need to catch up on and I'm kind of overwhelmed, but it's nice just to give your brain a break. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably good. You're doing like a detox um, yeah. of information. Information detox, we shall say. I was going to say dopamine detox, but that's not what it is okay last question i like accidentally deleted half the questions on our doc sorry but i think it was i don't know if i added this to the doc or i think someone asked this in geneva but like what are we most excited about with it being the spring season now oh like personal or was this like personal um like it could be personal or no this wasn't on my personal instagram this was i think someone asked this on geneva like what are we most excited about just with the spring yeah Yeah. you know i didn't know if it meant like personally or like cmos girlies but i can answer it both ways (laughs) yeah um spring i like i think for me it's just like a fun time to do stuff i think i don't i'm not like a summer hater but i don't really love the whole like sweaty part of new york summer so i think trying to like take in going and doing stuff on the weekends versus just like sitting in my humble abode so like going to a museum going to a park getting out of like my little three block radius is something i'm excited for and obviously like now that i'm able to run it's kind of good timing um business or professional i don't know i feel like i'm finally on like a cadence with work that i understand and i like and it's not weird so hopefully more cool projects i don't have any cool projects i'm working on now but we'll see emma yeah i think i was talking to my brother yesterday because i walked the bridge home from work and it just the change in temperature and just it being lighter out for longer really does so much for my mood and energy I think a lot of people who work a nine to five or probably anyone in general it's like once the sun sets in the winter you just automatically assume the day's over and you just want to like be in your bed and be a vegetable but now it's like oh wow I actually have energy and I want to do things after work and I realize that I actually have a life that I want to live yeah um, and so that's really nice. And I think just like the early days of spring, especially in New York, it's so special because like everyone is so excited. People are outside and you're like, oh, wow, there's actually a city that exists yeah. here. No, I truly feel like you you forget there's like probably like one third of people more like more one third more people outside that are like all smiling simultaneously at the same time mm-hmm. when it is nice outside. And I'm like, oh, like this is one of those things where I'm like, oh, humanity is good. Like people yeah. are good. Like, yeah, like on Monday, I was just biking around the city after work listening to music. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get myself an ice cream cone. I would have yeah. never done that in the winter. or have, you know, walked myself to get ice cream in the winter, obviously, because it's cold, but it just it would be so yeah. soul sucking. But I was like, oh, my God, I just am so excited just to be goofy you know yeah be goofy and not suffer in the cold amen um love that for us okay that was the q a once again we didn't do like every question but we had a ton so maybe we do like monthly q a's who knows that could be a fun thing for us monthly quarterly whatever we i feel. think the beverage one is going to be the funniest that people are like i'm, yeah, I'm very we curious. spent at least 10 minutes on that i was gonna say that was a lot of pod time um i'm curious what people are gonna say to that um like if we're crazy or if they're if they fall in line with us i don't know i don't think we're that crazy no 
Water there's and some coffee. people who there's some people who will religiously drink six diet cokes. True, true, totally true. Okay, we are so safe here um, with the sea grillies. But, anyways, I hope you have a good rest of your evening, Emma, and a happy Easter to you and your fam. Thank you. I hope you have a lovely night yourself. And sea grillies, be on the lookout. We're in. We're working up some little events with some people so yeah i'm sure you'll see that at some point on our instagram feed yes new york girlies you have an event um by the end of the month so stay tuned it'll be fun and we will talk to you guys next week yeah toodaloo